Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Catherine. We're the co-founders of Yo Massage, and you're listening to the Yo Massage Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things that make you feel good. The things that increase hormones to make us feel connected, happy, and loved, while decreasing hormones that contribute to stress and anxiety. The things that will ultimately improve our quality of life by making us happier and healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. We can't wait for you to feel the difference this podcast makes in your life. Today, we are going to be talking about being in nature and how that impacts us in a positive way. And just a reminder that our podcast is meant to be equal parts educational, entertaining, and inspirational, and it's not intended to be a substitution for professional mental health care. Okay, so I was really excited about this topic because I just feel really passionately about (laughs) how nature impacts me and have seen it in my own life over and over. And so, yeah, I was really excited to kind of dive into the research and see what the research says, because I think intuitively we know when we are in nature, we feel good, Mm -hmm. but why, right? Why is that happening? I've definitely had times where if I've just been working a ton and I haven't had a chance to take a little road trip or even walks or bike rides, I literally will just say, oh my God, I need to be in nature. I need to go somewhere. I need to go to the coast. I need to go on a hike. I need something where I can be in nature. And so, yeah, I think intuitively we know that we need this. But so it looks like to me from the research I looked at that it's still not super clear why. It makes us feel good, but it is clear that it does. So I did find the reason that they think that it does make us feel good because most of the studies weren't talking about the why, but it's just that it's an evolutionary preference that we have because nature gives us a feeling of a place that is resource rich. So it provides optimal food, shelter, and comfort. And that's just human nature to believe that about being in natural environments. Interesting. Because a lot of the studies I looked at talked about how even if somebody watched a video Mm -hmm. of green open spaces versus something in the city, they felt calmer. They Mm -hmm. were able to regulate their heart rate better and their mood was improved. So just even the visual, not even being in the environment. I think it just gives you the feeling of comfort and safety. And that's why it's satisfying to people to be in nature and refreshing. And it's just something that we've developed as humans to have a preference towards natural environments. Hmm. So I wonder like city dwellers, people who've grown up in a city, maybe generations have been in cities, if they would ultimately over time then prefer city life, you know, I mean, it's been a lot of years (laughs) since everybody lived outside, you know, but we never grow out of the need for food, comfort and shelter. So I think that if our background is to believe that places that are more natural are more resource rich and Hmm. provide those things for us. This isn't a podcast about evolution. So I don't (laughs) think we can can speak to this. But that's just what I saw in the research. That's fascinating. That's why. So (laughs) 
I did read that for people who live in an urban environment, if they can even get to a park, a green Mm -hmm. space and walk for 20 minutes, that not only does it reduce anxiety and stress, but the other piece that I didn't know is that it increases our attention, capacity, creativity, and interestingly, because we talk about this a lot, it increases our ability to connect with other people. Huh. Yeah, I didn't see that one, but I did see a lot of studies where they compared, they said, okay, this group go walk in nature, this group go walk in an urban environment. And they found that people who walked in nature had lower heart rates. They were walking at the same pace and they had lower heart rates than the people who walked in the city. I mean, that's probably understandable because there's more noises, yes. more distractions, and nature Danger, is more like calming. Honking, yeah. cars. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had more relaxation and stress, better moods, less anxiety than the people who walked in the urban settings. And it was as little as 20 minutes. I saw some studies that were 50 minutes, but it seemed like 20 minutes was kind of a happy mm-hmm. medium area. So I started walking to the office from my building Mm -hmm. now that the weather is getting a little nicer. It is interesting how it changes. So I think I still look – well, I don't know if I look forward to my walks as much anymore (laughs) during the quarantine. Nobody's out except for people who are like on drugs. I know. So it's a little scary. So my heart rate's pretty high (laughs) when I'm walking. But – Before that, when I felt safer walking, it did still feel good, but it definitely didn't give me the same feeling I get Mm -hmm. as like when I go for a hike or go through one of the really green parks here in Mm -hmm. Portland. It definitely feels different for me. Yeah, I love walking and I try to every day and I could easily walk to the office. It takes like 20 minutes, but I just don't want to. It's through the city. It's not nice. Crossing all the streets. Smelly sometimes. Smelly, (laughs) gross, no trees. But I do have a really beautiful park right across the street from me. And I would walk there for hours if I could. Yeah. And it's just, I love walking, but I want to walk in the nature and I don't want to walk in the urban gross I know. know. Well, the piece about how it increases our attention capacity, creativity, and ability to connect with other people, Mm -hmm. I think is really relevant for workplaces. Yeah. And I think it's something that people that employers have picked up on like in the past few years, for sure, with all these studies, even I think there was some studies that they did were just walking by like green colors and mm-hmm. even indoors plants. People had higher productivity. They were more focused, better memory. And so I do think that's something that bigger employers think about whenever <laughs> they're planning spaces and planning what the office looks like, incorporating more plants and, and all that I'm type of stuff. I'm thinking we should do that here. Yeah, <laughs> we should paint Why the walls green. Why don't we do green. that? <laughs> and we actually, our office is right next to the river and there's, you I've know, never walking been down <laughs> paths. Uh, you haven't ever? No, not on this side by the office. <gasps> <What>? <laughs> because you have to walk through, I don't know. A I just parking feel like lot. You have to walk through a parking lot. <laughs> 
I just love the park near my my place. <laughs> okay, so when the weather gets nice again next week, we're gonna go for a walk okay. by the river. It literally is a two minute walk from our building. Are there a lot of trees? There's some trees, but there's water. It's the river. See, for me, I need the trees. I need the green. It's about the green for me. Okay. It's not. I know you're about the water, I but am like about the water for me, I feel really happy and at peace walking on the ocean but like I definitely get something more from being surrounded by trees I don't know I feel like yeah. that's like nature and when you can hear the wind through the trees mm-hmm. and I know there's something special in Oregon if we have listeners and you haven't been to Oregon there's these old growth forests where so pretty it looks like a fairy tale it de- like unbelievable like I've never seen anything like it before. It's all mossy and their mm-hmm. trees are huge. Like it and... feels like you're in The Hobbit. Like yeah, it's it... so – is that a place? I don't know. <laughs> the, a in The Hobbit? I don't know. <laughs> What's the land of The Hobbit? <laughs> I have no idea. But you get the I idea. probably should have, should have stopped after I said that. <laughs> no, yeah. It's amazing if you can come to the old growth forest in, in yeah. Oregon. Yeah, but... it's so pretty. Yeah, the – park across from me. It's actually a cemetery, but I'm just going to call it a park because people (laughs) feel some kind of way whenever I say cemetery. I love walking through the cemetery every day. It makes me feel so good. It does. I love it so much. And the trees, the cemetery has been there since the mid 1800s. So the trees have been growing for that long. There and are it's some just, really beautiful trees so there. They're so tall, so big, so pretty, all different types of trees. It's just amazing. I've never seen this variety of plants and trees. Yeah, this I agree. This off topic. I, I did know. look at you weird when you told me that at first, and then I actually went to that yeah. cemetery for a walk a couple weeks ago, and it was really beautiful. Yeah, it is. But another point that I found in actually a pretty recent study in 2014, it was a series of experiments that were published. And it basically said that being in nature can help you to be kind and generous too. Hmm. So researchers at UC Berkeley study the impact of nature on the willingness to be generous, trusting, and helpful towards others. And so people were just exposed to beautiful nature scenes. They weren't actually in nature And then they played two economics games (laughs) and they measured the participants' generosity. What's an economics game? (laughs) They said the dictator game and the trust game. I don't know what those are, but dictator game sounds mean. (laughs) 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 That sounds bad. But yeah, and so they found that people, after they were exposed to these beautiful nature scenes, were more like kind and generous Hmm. in these games, which I think I can see how that would be because you just feel better. Like you're just happier. And when you're happier, you're kinder Mm -hmm. and probably feel more generous. So I can see how it just naturally happens that way. A yoga massage class is an experience like no other. While relaxing in a comfortable and supportive stretch and practicing mindfulness, a certified yoga massage therapist gives you that safe, comforting, feel-good touch you crave. While yoga massage classes aren't in session while we are practicing physical distancing, you can visit our website, yomassage.com, to find certified practitioners holding virtual classes. You can look forward to experiencing a yoga massage class in person soon. 
Yeah, so I was actually very shocked and interested in the studies about just viewing the nature videos and even pictures. They would see just like paintings of nature and it gave people the similar feelings of happiness and calm. And the people who were viewing the nature paintings or clips, even one minute clips, they felt like their lives weren't slipping away or they were getting things done. So they compared people watching clips of nature or viewing pictures of nature versus people just doing on social media or on their phone. And the people that were doing other things felt like they're wasting their time and that this was meaningless and that other people felt like they were still being productive and that they had plenty of time in the day. And so I just thought that was interesting that it made people feel a lot more productive, felt like they had more time That's on their hands for the rest of the day. They huh. didn't feel like they wasted any I time. I wonder what that is, like yeah. why that is. I mean, I can see if I'm watching a movie or, I don't know, something that's not productive. What are those documentaries called? Planet Earth. Yes, Planet Earth. That's I what they used Earth. a lot in the studies is the Planet Earth Yeah, like I could watch that all day and not feel guilty. Yeah, that, that's what that's how other people <laughs> felt. Yeah, and they had less depression, less autoimmune disease, less cardiovascular disease, and people who lived near nature were generally happier and less depression, less so, anxiety. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Like, have you heard of green zones? Or no, blue zones. Blue zones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about green so much. Yeah. <laughs> it popped in my head. Blue zones. Mm-hmm. So the town I lived in in Costa Rica is in a blue zone. And I think Greece is part of a blue zone. I don't know where the other... It's... I know them all. So there's one in Japan, one in California, one in Costa Rica, one in Italy. That might be all. I wonder if those specific places are more nature, like you're in nature. I think most of them are. They were smaller towns, Mm -hmm. more like connectedness with other people, I think was one of the bigger things. Yeah. So when I lived in Costa Rica, people are outside a lot. You're not in your house Mm -hmm. a lot. You're at the beach or you're riding your bike around or you're even the homes are like indoor outdoor. They're not even fully indoor homes. I thought that too. So whenever I saw that, they said that people who live near nature have less depression, less autoimmune Mm -hmm. disease, less cardiovascular disease. I was thinking maybe they just get outside more and are more active. Right. But I mean, that's a good thing. So. And I think that one of the main things in the blue zones was that people did physical activities for their work. Their work involved Mm. physical activity instead of sitting at a desk all day. Right. It's so hard. It is if you do work in a desk job, which I think most of us do. It's so hard to get up and get out, especially if you're in the middle of the city and walking around is like cars honking and Maybe we should smelly. just like put on headphones and play some nature video yeah. or something, you or know? Or we should move our office into the middle of the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I actually, I'll work outside as much as I possibly can. It's hard because the glare yeah, from the that's sun hard for me. on the computer, but if I can be outside working, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I also saw that even just having a scenic view from your window mm-hmm. is beneficial, which I'm super lucky that I look mm. right into the cemetery, I which I I do not love. have a scenic view at all. I mean, my backyard, yeah. I have like rose bushes. 
<laughs> so that's Pretty. nice. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me happy when they're blooming. Yeah. But Portland in the winter, cemetery is still pretty, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of places that aren't. But yeah, I think I really noticed the impact of nature on me when we lived on the boat. I mean, we were outside basically 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. You know, I mean, you'd go in your cabin to sleep, but otherwise you were outside. And I think the thing for me was that I was just in a constant state of awe. That was a reoccurring word I saw was awe and awe. gratitude. Uh-huh. Awe-inspiring nature. Mm-hmm. And it's when you get in nature. And I don't know if you've noticed this in the springtime in Portland, but Portland has so many different flowers, like yeah, wild, and plants it's so and trees. beautiful. And in the spring, I've been going for more walks as the weather gets nicer. And I literally will stop and just, oh my God, look at this flower. This is amazing flower. Yeah, like, there'll be like it... tulips just growing on the yes. side of the street. And, and the color. I don't have you seen mm-hmm. those like tiger striped tulips? No. Oh my god, they're insane. I take pictures of everything. Yeah. I just realized I just got a tattoo of a poppy. Oh, yeah. You know, the orange poppies, and those are all around town. And I found ones that were just blooming, and the little cap, they have like a little cap on them, and then they're all furled together. And it is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the detail of nature, it's Mm awe-inspiring. And it makes you feel... Hmm. I, I think know it's what the gratitude. Is. And that was what most of the people were feeling in the studies was gratitude, understanding where you are, like a different perspective on totally. life. Totally. That's yeah. what it is. It's you realize that the world isn't you. Mm-hmm. The world is huge. And you're part of this amazing system mm-hmm. where we can have a million different flowers that are totally unique and gorgeous Mm -hmm. and how do they do the things they do, you know? It's just, yeah, it's amazing. So being on the boat, I feel like every day, that's what I felt. I would look out and seeing the sea life, Mm -hmm. like snorkeling and seeing these different creatures that are amazing and you've never seen before and, oh, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I told you guys I was passionate about this. <laughs> this is my thing. Whenever I feel down or sad or depressed, like nature is my answer mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I grew up in the Ozarks. So mm. the Ozarks are really all these beautiful big trees everywhere. And the neighborhood that I lived in, we just had trees and all the streets. And I just remember walking at night with my family. And my mom loved to go on walks every single night. And now they live somewhere else. It's just trees surrounding. And I think that I learned that from my parents and other people in my family, like to take walks after dinner or whenever you can and just to get out in nature. And I'm glad that I developed that habit because now I really love to do that in the park. And I just remember doing that all throughout growing up. I'd always go on runs through the neighborhood or walks. And it's hard whenever you're a kid because I feel like you take for granted like the nature. And whenever I went off to school, it was in Austin. And I do feel like Austin is actually a really pretty city. It has 
it is. a lot of trees and I lived right next to summer, but I'd always gravitate towards, okay, where are the trees? Where's the green? That's where I want to go. And Portland, I feel like it's a little bit less. There's not- In the city, there isn't. Yeah. But they, there are a lot of nice parks, There I think. are. Like Laurelhurst is Laurelhurst, really beautiful. Mount Tabor. Mount Tabor Mount feels Tabor. like you're actually in the mountain. It does. And it's right there, you yeah. know, in the city. But yeah, I guess you just have to go. And it's kind of funny. So I walk out of my apartment and I just walk right into the cemetery, but they're doing some construction. So those gates are closed. Oh. So you have to walk all the way around onto Stark or whatever mm-hmm. that street is. And I'm just like, eh, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to walk that far. It's not worth it. So, you can just look at it out your window. Yeah. If you don't live right next to yeah. it, it's hard to understand the benefits of Okay, taking the five minutes that it takes to drive or 10 minutes, however far you are, I think most people are probably within five or 10 minute drive. I wouldn't say that though, because I remember living in Phoenix Mm -hmm. and San Antonio. And that's where you grew up, right? Yes. So you didn't grow up near trees or green or the ocean. No. That's crazy. But yeah, I remember Phoenix, when we left there, that was the biggest thing. It was like, I want to be somewhere where I can be in nature. And then we moved Mm -hmm. to Alaska, which... It's all nature, but it was a little too cold. Is it really green or is it really white? In the summer, it's green, yeah, but that's not a very long period of time. But anyways, Mm -hmm. I remember like San Antonio, where we lived near the military base, it was, I don't know. I mean, I think you had to drive hours to find the Blue Hole, I think, was the closest nice area Mm -hmm. that I liked. But no, some places it's really hard. Well, and I shouldn't say that there are parts of San Antonio where I think there are nice parks and trails, but where I was, and it's such a big city that it would take me an hour to drive to that area, you know? And same with Phoenix. There are nice parks in Phoenix, but where I lived, I just wasn't close to any of them, you know? But yeah, I don't think that's the truth for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's really not inspiring, but it's awesome that being able to just look at pictures and videos and stuff that you can get similar benefits. Yeah. Just knowing that, okay, if you don't live by it, it's not the end of the world. Watching videos finding pictures, surrounding yourself with plants. Yeah, surrounding yourself with plants. Have your own little... Mm-hmm. Your own nature. Yeah, inside. So, yeah. I just want to go back real quick to the kid thing because it's funny. I've been taking these walks with my kids, right? And I make them stop. <laughs> look and at I'm the like, flowers. oh my God, look at this flower, you guys. <laughs> They're probably this. like, look how um, what is wrong with you? <laughs> they are. My daughter, she's so sweet. She's totally in it with me. But my boys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like we want to keep going like skateboarding or whatever. <laughs> but I hope that like it did with you and your parents that mm-hmm. when they're older, somehow that'll yeah. rub off on them and they'll be able to be in nature and have that same, wow, mm-hmm. you know, like appreciativeness of what they're seeing. Yeah. Is appreciativeness a word? I don't, I don't think, think it so. is. <laughs> Appreciation. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> it worked. You know what I meant. <laughs> I mean, I think in terms of tips, if you're in an urban environment, try and find those green spaces near mm-hmm. you or water because that I think works for some people too. And maybe when we're able to after COVID stuff, plan some local road trips to places not too far away that are in nature. I think mm-hmm. that could be something easy. We didn't talk about this in the research and maybe it's a whole different podcast potentially, but taking your socks and shoes off and actually touching the earth with your feet. I feel like 
why she's looking at me funny (laughs) this seems gross what (laughs) well what kind of earth (laughs) (laughs) like grass or sand yeah (laughs) i would do it for sand or grass (laughs) look you haven't done that it's a thing i don't know what it's called but it's like a thing yeah i love to take my (laughs) shoes off at the beach but well okay try it at the cemetery (laughs) (laughs) this is just getting weird now (laughs) i don't know go to Mount Tabor or something or not Laurelhurst I'd be afraid there's syringes go to Mount Tabor I feel like we're not good spokespeople for Portland there's actually really nice yeah, it's really Parts pretty. Of we, we like said, it. We, we love said it good here. things. <laughs> we said some good things. Anyways, yeah, no, that's a thing. Like it's like grounding or something, but it's not called that. It's called something else. But it really is awesome. Like you feel super connected mm-hmm. to the earth and nature if you can like touch it. Yeah, you know. So that was one of my tips. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. have grass in the backyard or something. My tips are pretty much the same. Just try to. Go on like a five to 20 minute walk every day. And we talk about these things all the time. And I think people are like, oh, yeah, I should do that. Or, oh, yeah, I wish I could do that. But just make time for it. Make time for these things and make it a priority. Yeah. There's certain things that you do every day that are non negotiables. And just try to make some of these things that we talk about in the podcast and non negotiable for you. And maybe it's easier for you to start by watching one minute or five minutes of a nature video and then working up from there. But some of the studies were showing just a one minute of watching planet Earth or one of those nature videos were beneficial. So if you can't get in nature, watch a video, Yep, stare at a picture. And then, I mean, other things when you are in the city, you still see the leaves changing color in the mm-hmm. fall. You still see flowers blooming most likely. And just take the time to intentionally be in awe. Look at the detail Mm -hmm. of what you're witnessing and just allow yourself to be in awe. Yeah, because I notice a lot that I'll be on a walk or on a run and I'm looking down like at the Mm -hmm. pavement. And I'm like, I'm in this beautiful park and I'm just staring at my feet. Yeah. Look up, notice what's around you, mindfully take it in. Stop and look at it. Mm -hmm. I find myself doing that all the time now with the flowers. Like, stop. I even take Mm -hmm. a picture. I Whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Hopefully some of these tips and tricks will help you out. And we look forward to hearing about it. Now more than ever... Providing safe, mindful touch to our loved ones and receiving safe, mindful touch is so important. In the Mindful Touch at Home course, you will learn from Dr. Tiffany Ryan about the importance of safe, healthy touch and its impact on our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. We cover the challenges of social distancing, the impacts of touch deprivation, the benefits of safe touch, and its ability to relieve stress and anxiety. You will also learn about communication, consent when touching, and the type of touch to give, where and when and how to give it. Learn about the Mindful Touch at Home course by visiting yomassage.com backslash mindful. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen. To learn more about today's topic, check out yomassage.com backslash podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week.